Welcome to My Prostate and Me, a podcast about prostates. Well, welcome everybody to My Prostate and Me, another exciting episode um, for you to enjoy. Um, just to keep you up to date with where things are trotting along, so I'm actually into definitive treatment. I've had two sessions so far, so I'll go through them both, but the first one is probably the most um, um, important one or the one where you, you get all the most information. So, um, yeah, so two in, uh, three more to go. Uh, so we're heading down the path of Sabre, stereotactive ablative radiotherapy, and um, so I'll go through the details of what's going on there and um, let you know how things were and all that sort of good gear. So treatment one, just the other day, Wednesday, um, basically I was feeling a little bit apprehensive, I must admit, um, sort of the unknown and all that sort of bullshit, but um, overall I was okay. Uh, wandered down the mountains, as I've said before, I'm about an hour away from uh, where the treatment centre is. Took a bit of water with me. Um, the whole thing here, as I've said it before, it's uh, empty bowel, full bladder, empty bowel, full bladder. Um, headed down the mountain and got down there uh, around about 10.30, I think it was, something like that. Um, had a little bit of time in the waiting room, which is always good because it gives me an opportunity to look at um, new and exciting uh, adver- advertorials, whatever they may be called. Um, probably advertorials is the right word. And um, so some great ads came up uh, while I was sitting there. They don't have a lot of content on in the morning, do they? They just mostly have ads. Um, the Hoover Upright Vacuum Cleaner is still around. That's interesting, isn't it? And um, apparently they've been researching difficult things to vacuum. <laughs> That's helpful. So if you want to vacuum up the dead cat or something like that, Hoover's the, Hoover's the one to get to. And they're offering cord-free convenience. So get involved with that. Jenny Craig's still around. Gee, she's been around for a while, and she so she's still flogging her wares. Um, not really sure how much it costs or anything like that. I'm sure it's not cheap, but anyway, Jenny's there. And then uh, in Australia, for those who are listening in Australia, Clive Palmer, the United Australian Party, he's this sort of uh, wanker, billionaire bloke. Uh, about as, yeah, not a pleasant fellow by the looks of things. Anyway, he's going to run for, or he's got a party that is running candidates and seats and the idea is that he disrupts the the general uh, uh, voting capability of people and people believe some of the shit that he comes up with because he just spends shitloads of money on uh, advertising and people get confused by it and, and vote for him because they think he's a top bloke but he really isn't he's not anyway he's worried about australian debt um, which is fair enough too you can be worried about australian debt but the funny thing is we've had in australia this thing where we cancelled a submarine contract, we're going to build submarines with the French, decided we didn't like those ones, we'll get them from America or England. So they cancelled, they were sort of a few years into the contract, cancelled the contract and um, now we've got nothing and we're waiting for the American to build them. It's probably going to be 2040 before these submarines arrive. Anyway, Clyde's going to go and buy them immediately apparently. Uh, he's going to go to the submarine shop and he's going to pick up a couple of subs immediately um, from... I don't know where, somewhere. And um, maybe they're old World War II subs or something like that. He's going to pick a couple of subs up and uh, get them in the water straight away. So that's handy. Good news. 
all this bloody waiting around for 20 years to build them. Why would you do that when Goliath can pick them up tomorrow? Um, also, if you need, if you're in need, if you can't hear this very well, you may need to be speaking to Amplify Hearing, um, and they've come up with a, uh, some fantastic information, like the signs of hearing loss. Um, apparently, if you have to turn have to turn the television up, your hearing may be failing a bit. So they can do an assessment and all that sort of stuff, and um, get you some get you into some cheap gear. I dare say. Although I doubt it very much, I'm sure they're going to charge you a shitload for the uh, the free assessment that they're going to do for you. Anyway, that's kind of all I saw in the morning. So we're moving along, um, and the lovely nurse uh, came and uh, grabbed me, took me into a nice little nursing treatment room where she gave me a welcome enema. Um, and if you've never had a microlax enema, as they're called, they're basically they're not overly unpleasant. It's not like two liters of saline going up your clacker. It's just really a, a small container of around about 30 or 40 mil of, um, of uh, uh, gel-type product, and it comes um, with a sort of a, um, a little nozzle that can fit up your bum, and they just squirt it in. It takes about five seconds, really, to squirt it in, and you just hold it in there for a bit um, and um, wait for a while. And the idea is that you have to empty your bowel before you have the treatment. So empty bowel, full-blooded. And then uh, so I had that, was drinking some more fluid uh, water basically and so when you go and empty your bowel, you kind of really need to do a pedal as well at the same time because I can't hold both of them. So a um, bit of a pedal and then drank some more water. Uh, so, yep, I think I've got a pretty full bladder by this stage. I did, when I had my... Um, um, renal ultrasound, the uh, young lady there did say that my bladder filled up relatively quickly. So that was that's probably why it filled up relatively quickly. So after that, um, hang around. Uh, so I've, I've done my, I've had my enema, I've done my poo, I've had, uh, I've had a bit of a piddle, I'm filling up again. Um, the lovely radiation therapists invite me in to meet the linear accelerator, which is going to be the thing that delivers the radiation, which is interesting. I don't know about you, but when I think of a linear accelerator, I think of things like the Large Hadron Collider, you know, massive thing over in Switzerland, Sweden, wherever it is, 27 kilometres long. Um, Sadly disappointed, though. This one's about uh, sort of a disc shape, about 900 mil across and 200 mil deep, and um, it's apparently a rotational radiotherapy machine, a VMAT or as we call it back in the good old days, the volumetric modulated arc therapy unit. Um, anyway, they're going to uh, basically that's going to uh, shoot a few a few protons at my um, my uh, prostate. Um, so the they basically the linear accelerator produces protons. I assume by smashing uh, something and create protons, um, and then that basically. Um, Allows the because it's um because I said it's rotational radiotherapies rotational radiotherapy, so essentially the whole thing rotates around you and gives you basically three dimensional radiotherapy from the um, from the uh, linear accelerator. So, bunch of uh, active little protons, active protons are are, are pointed towards my uh, little prostate, twenty five mil I think my prostate twenty five grams or whatever it is. So it's not that big, 
thank heavens, because I really don't want it to get any bigger. Um, yeah, so um, means they um, with this they can do three dimensional radiotherapy. Blah 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 blah. Anyway, if you want to look it up, the MAT, look it up and have a bit of a uh, read about it. It's fascinating. So basically, it's onto the treatment bed that I did the pre the other day when I went for the for the uh, CT simulation. So where they put you onto the CT and once they've got you in position, they suck the air out of the beanbag and it's a hard beanbag, if you know what I mean. So it's you know, quite firm and it's in the shape of my body. Um, I am going to hopefully get that and uh, put, it up the, put it up on the wall and uh, with a bit of luck you'll have a nice uh, implant of my buttocks up on the wall, which would be lovely. Um, so that I lie down on that and basically when you lie down on that, you're in the same position as you were when you were when you were lined up in the simulation so and then um they uh, then line up the uh, the tattoos so it takes a bit of buggerizing around sort of gets you in alignment and the, you've got of course got a little tattoo on either side which they gave me at the uh, ct they both say um go the panthers and i assume that's because the panthers rugby league team is nearby so yeah, I've got a nice tap with Go the Panthers written on. No, they're just a little dot, to be brutally honest. So um, anyway, so they they buggerise around about five to ten minutes of getting you aligned in the right spot, probably. Um, and then um, uh, the young lady said, uh, what music do you want to listen to? So I was taken aback and thinking, what music do I want to listen to? As I get my, what's good music for irradiating a prostate, I thought to myself. I don't know any, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I just chose uh, David Bowie Station to Station because I was talking about it to my mate Mick the other day. We were talking about Station to Station. He was saying it's one of his favourite Bowie albums. I thought, oh, yeah, I'll listen to Station to Station. Some good music on it. Um, uh, so I've just said Station to Station, David Bowie, and basically she just plugs it into Spotify and hopefully um, it works. So... Um, uh, yep, so off she went. And so then after they've got you in position, what they're doing now is they're sitting in the in the control room um, using the CT to then align the the, the gold seeds um, with the um, and in and the prostate. So they're basically trying to work out exactly where the prostate is at the moment because it depends on the size of the bladder and all that sort of stuff. So that's why. In general, they want to try and have a bladder of similar size every time you go in and an empty bowel because they know that's that's good. So, and because the, the prostate can, moves around as it depends on, so that's why the seeds are in there to allow them to say, oh, here's the prostate here right now, know exactly where it is. I can basically draw a little line around it and that's where I'm going to deliver the radiation to it within that, um, within that tissue. Um, so that, because that was the first time... Uh, and that took a bit of buggerizing around. Like it actually got a screen in the in the room, and you could see them basically visualizing the the, the prostate, and you could see the the seeds because I basically there's a CT going on all the time while I'm lying there, um, just making sure I get enough radiation, getting a nice healthy glow. I think it's a uh, people saying, "Gee, you got a nice healthy glow." I do, I do, glowing in the dark. Anyway, so uh, line me all up, all good there. Uh, line up the Line up the um, uh, the, uh, uh, the the CT. Line it. Find the prostate. Anyway, buggerizing around, and then nothing happened. 
the machine they had, had an error, so they couldn't do anything. So they said, ah, oh, look, you've got quite a full bladder. Um, do you want to go and have a bit of a piddle while we fix this? And I said, yes, I do, <laughs> because my bladder was a bit full. So off I popsy-doodled. The, I did see the uh, – I, th- I think they said it was the physicist, but I, I, th- I think it was actually the engineer. But if you ever want to try and fix a uh, linear accelerator – all you got to do is walk in and bash it with your fist and that apparently um, sorts it out a bit. So that's all he did, just gave a bit of a bash, got it going. I thought, it's great, fantastic. I used to do it with my old amplifier, when I wish I had at home, you know, for playing records. I used to play up every now and then. I used to give it a bash, away she'd go. So, uh, yeah, give your linear accelerator a bit of a bash if it's causing you grief. Um, anyway... The uh, engineer got that going. I had a bit of a piddle, let some let some out, um, came back in, back into getting alignment again, line up the tats, do the whole thing again. Um, there's no shortcuts with doing this because you really want only your prostate irradiated. You don't want anything else if you could possibly avoid it. I only want photons in my prostate. Thank you very much. Anyway, so uh, line me all up again. Uh, the stuff that they've done with the CT is still... Um, savable, so that's all there. And um, so once we've all done, we've been about, I don't know, we've probably been about 30, 25 minutes at this stage, maybe even 30 minutes at this stage, getting all lined up twice. And then the treatment starts. And all you really know is that the you can see the linear accelerator rotating around you. It rotated around me probably twice, and then there's sort of a buzzing sound goes bzzz, and... Um, yeah, and it stops every now and again and, and it gives them an error message sort of thing and says, are you sure you want us to continue here? And they go, yes, tick, 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 yes. So basically it literally took no more than five minutes max, maybe not even that, maybe three minutes for the actual radiation to be delivered after all of that. So literally that, that, that goes around a couple of times and all of a sudden they come in, hello, right, we're done, off you go. Off I go. So... Um, I did have, I, I, uh, what else did I have to, that was it, that was it, off I went. Um, had another piddle on the way out, uh, because the bladder's still full, and I did ask, how much radiation did I just get? And the answer is eight greys, G-R-A-Y-S, eight greys. Never heard of a grey before, but if you look it up, I'm not going to tell you all about it, if you really want to know about it, look it up yourself. (laughs) I'm not going to tell you all about it, because I don't know nothing about radiation. Anyway, so it was, I wouldn't have known anything had occurred. Nothing. No, nothing. I literally mean nothing. So anyway, home I go. Uh, Day two, which is two days apart from day one. So on the Wednesday, then back down on the Friday. Um, Things are pretty much got taken straight in. Um, Another welcome enema. Hello, how are you today, Jeff? Good. Thank you very much. Excellent. Uh, lie down and cop this one up your clacker. And another nice friendly enema was uh, delivered by a lovely young nurse. I I just have this appeal on young ladies who really want to look at my anus for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe it's a good looking anus. Don't know. Anyway, once they have spied my anus, they like to stick something up it and squirt it in. Uh, anyway, I think people pay for that sort of stuff every now and again. Anyway, welcome Anima, and this time I didn't drink anywhere near as much. So I didn't drink as much going down. I probably had about, 
uh, 200 mil going down and then I drank another 200 mil um, there. And that turned out to be perfect. I didn't have too much of a bladder, felt good. Um, and the uh, uh, there was no issues. I just laid down and could get treatment. A music choice for the Friday was um, Steely Dan Can't Buy a Thrill. I was thinking about Neil Young, Russ Never Sleeps, but he's not on Spotify anymore because he got the shits with uh, Joe Rogan being sort of a bit of a uh, bit of an anti-vaxxer, bit of a bit of a wanker, really, just talking shit. Yeah, he, that's what he does. He talks a bit of shit in order to create a bit of controversy um, because he's got to pay his way. Because apparently, Spotify paid him about two hundred million dollars US, I think to have his podcast exclusively um, uh, uh, delivered um, on uh, Spotify. So good luck to him. So, yeah, he likes to talk a bit of shit, generate a bit of controversy uh, in order to make sure he's keeping his uh, his owners happy. Um, if you haven't listened to uh, Joe, have a listen. You know, he, he's a bit of – he's an ex um, – uh, fighter, one of those. I can't think of what those fighters are called. You know, the cage fighter type fellows, um, uh, and a bit of a comment, uh, commentator for that sort of stuff. Um, it, it's sort of funny. He's got kind of kind of like a bit of a higher voice. He's not. He doesn't have a sort of a deep voice. He's got kind of a bit of a squeaky voice. But he's pretty fucking huge. You know, he's got muscles coming off his muscles. So big, strong boy with a little voice. Um, so anyway, uh. uh Still Dan can't buy a thrill. Same again. Uh, radiation therapist. Hello. How are you going? They're jolly people. They really are. And uh, here, particularly lovely. Uh, back onto my little treatment bed. Uh, and this one, this one was really quick, to be honest, because all the settings that they'd done the, the, the day, well, two days before in relation to visualising the seeds and all that sort of stuff all just came up again. So they were able to get that going pretty quick. And... Basically, in and out, ten minute. Oh, yeah, ten minutes all up. Really, is all it was. Um, and how did I feel? No different to the other. Day. I just don't feel anything. I don't feel any, nothing's changed. Nothing's different. So, uh, I think that's a a good thing so far. Uh, we'll see how we go next week. So, three treatments next week. I'm going to finish on Friday. I'll kind of um, do. I'll probably do a. One more of the uh, two more of these uh, for the treatment, these uh, podcasts, and um, see how things go. I am hoping to get down and have a chat to another one of my uh, mates uh, who did have some radiotherapy a couple of years ago, see how he's traveling, and we'll also try and get back and see Shorty after he's got his uh, after he's finished his chemo. So he's got uh, a few more doses of chemo to go, I think three more doses of chemo to go. We'll get down and have a chat to him, see how he's doing. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then I'll sort of basically pop on every now and again after I see a doctor or that sort of stuff um, to see how I'm travelling, um, basically. Uh, I don't want to – I don't want this to be a too long and drawn out affair. It's kind of this is what it's like, this is what happened, done. Have a listen if you're interested. So that's about it, folks. It's been a um, relatively um, uh, simple process. Uh, uh, the wife's been driving me down, which is very kind of her. She's been the tiredest person um, of the two of us. Uh, 
<laughs> but we did go and have a nice, some nice uh, dumplings down near the uh, down near the river in Penrith uh, after Friday's session. That was lovely. Had some uh, nice uh, uh, prawn hargau and uh, salt and pepper squid and some eggplant. Really nice eggplant. Can't remember what it was. Very nice though. Um, sort of done in a sweet and sour sort of sauce. Really delicious. And a bit of chilli. Uh, if I f- I'll find out the name and let you know if you're interested, but it was bloody good. If you're into egg, if you're not into eggplant, it was fried in this this batter that was like crispy as. Fantastic. Highly recommended. Down by the river, near where the coffee club is in Penrith, if you're around, go and have some of the dumplings. they got a good selection of dumplings, and they're all made on, on the premises. So you can see them at the back in the kitchen. They're all making dumplings all the time. So really good. Highly, highly recommended. Um, that's about it for me, folks. I'll leave it there. Thanks for listening. Look forward to seeing you again uh, in the not-too-distant future, and um, bye for now. 